You're listening to Wrestling Cheers. Love that Danhausen. Taking your way in the world today takes everything you got. Taking a break from all your worries sure would help a lot. Wouldn't you like to get away? Sometimes you want to go where everybody knows your name. And they're always glad you came. You want to go where you can see that troubles are all the same. And welcome back to Wrestling Cheers, where everybody knows your name, especially when you are a non-podcast friend of the show. This is Wrestling Cheers. We'd like to talk about things going on Northeast Ohio independent wrestling scene. We preview shows, we review shows, and sometimes we even have interviews along the way. This is another AIW fan discussion episode. I am your host, Justin Summers, and Wrestling Cheers is brought to you by the Trending Topics Network and Midwest Territory. Please Rate, review, and subscribe. You're ever listening to this fine podcast, whether it be Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, YouTube, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or Podbean, WrestlingCheers.Podbean.com. Find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, Facebook.com slash WrestlingCheers, Twitter.com slash WrestlingCheers, and Instagram.com slash WrestlingCheers. Email, if you so choose a desire, WrestlingCheers at gmail.com, and we have the merch store over at WhatAManeuver.net. I stumbled through that because I actually forgot to pull up my intro notes, but I have it mostly memorized, so... Like I said, I'm your host, Justin Summers, and another AIW fan discussion episode. We've been doing these uh, all month long past. We've had two so far this month. We have this one and one more coming up for the month of June. First up, uh, I kind of mentioned it. that I have a theme going through all of these, and this one is the non-podcast friend of the show. First up, we have uh, both of these individuals are returning. The first one, uh, it's been a while. He's only on once, but we have Brock. Hey, what's going on? Uh, nice, nice to have you on. Welcome back. Yeah, thanks for having me again. It's uh, it unironically, uh, this is also the episode before Toy Hio that you will be at. I did not uh, plan this, but when I was check like checking some notes because I actually just added Toy Hio to the friends of the show list, and I was like, oh shit, oh Brock's gonna be on. This is perfect. Yeah, when I, like whenever you hit me up, uh, like, I mean, I, I kind of knew that I had the date, but uh, we weren't still really sure if anything was happening because of the whole pandemic. Um, so like, I still wasn't allowed to like announce anything, but like they were kind of making little announcements, and so like I kind of got the Iggy that it was like for sure going down, and so like as soon as that that happened, I like I sent you a message because like it worked out perfectly because we already had this set up. And just kind of so happens that this comes out, you know, just a couple of days before Toy Hio. So worked out perfect. And I'm planning on going and I will see you there. I'm going to be there with the with a nice little crew. So I'm excited. I'm excited for that food. I'm going to have to make sure I don't eat much that morning and save my appetite. Definitely. I've, uh, you know, we uh, we just like, you know, ordered our product and everything. And dude, I've got so much food that uh, that I'm going to be making for this thing. Like, I, you know, I was telling you before uh, uh, we started recording, like, I got a couple things that I'm going to be debuting at Toy Hio, too. So I'm really excited. Awesome. Awesome. And then another person who's, God, he hasn't been on in such a long time. We have Thrift Store Jobber. Hey, how's it going, folks? Uh, good to be back on Wrestling Cheers once again. It's been, what, over a year? 
if not longer. So, something like that, yeah. Probably at least a year, maybe two. I'm, I I don't go on that many podcasts, even Pod Van Dam, like once in a while. But uh, I don't have much to say most of the time. You know, I, I save it for the shows. You don't have much to say unless the Duke is a is a guest on the show, and then you're the the mystery guest. Which now that it's been so long, I immediately pop for that. Because I was like, man, this sucks. Like, Jabber can't be there. And then when you were announced to be, like, right there at the end, I'm like, oh, my God, this is perfect. Yeah, I mean, I think originally we talked about me just being on that show. But then the run-in was definitely a funnier idea. The only shitty thing about that was Pat did not really give me a good time. So I was, like, waiting outside of Jonah's house for, like, at least a half hour. And that was, I think it was February or March, something like that. So it was pretty cold. Oh fuck! That was pretty annoying. But as far as just seeing the Duke's face and, uh, I had to hit him hard right away with, with tough questions. And, uh, you know, he, he, he took it well. So it was, it was fun. Hey, Duke is actually a really nice guy. I, I figured that out at wrestle rager. Yeah. That's the thing is like, I give, you know, obviously as a fan, I give Duke shit, but I mean, Oh, I love giving him shit and yelling out yelling out his batting average. But for sure. But which like is also two eighty nine in slow pitch softball, just so you guys know. He <laughs> he claims it's higher, but you know, Rick Rick Nelson looked it up for us and it was two eighty nine in slow pitch softball. Yeah, he uh he he's still not happy with that stat, but uh but no, after, after the show, Duke's a good dude and you know, uh you know, it's just fun giving him shit and there was just the one day that uh, he was just having a bad day and he uh, he let it get to him. So, you know, I'll never let him let it down. What was the infamous sign that you had? Uh, me or Jobber? Jobber. I don't know if I've ever had a sign. I mean. I, I thought who who had the. Oh, no. Wait, that, maybe that was that Jeff. The zero nuggets yeah, one. But yeah, Je- Jeff had one. Uh, it was um, six figures, uh, two, 289. Uh, batting average and zero nuggets it's uh i i don't need a sign i I can make enough noise just with my mouth i can get his attention just fine we're we're at a, a year anniversary actually right now of jaylet last year i think we're we're just past it and the thing that i'll never forget about you know that weekend that was when jobber you were kind of warming up to the duke and and all that kind of shit but you know but by the end of night two he showed his true colors and we were the world was back to normal he turned on mance i mean it was uh it was coming i think but uh yeah you know fuck the duke that's all that's all i can say fuck the duke. i still have fun going back to my my first year of aiw and for like the most of that duke was face and he's been uh heel ever since like 2012 I was and, gonna say that's that's before my time. I've never yeah. remembered him as a face. That's the thing too, because I think he was heel even before, like before I was there, and then he spent I don't know how long as a face, and like that's what I remember him as. And if I ever go back to like watch some of those matches or something, like maybe him with Jock and all that, like it just feels weird. Like we were collectively rooting for the Duke, and I'm like now that, that it feels dirty, even though I know the circumstances of the time, and now it's like ugh. I got to get on IWTV and watch some of those old videos then because uh, I don't know. I, I've just never dipped into the back catalog. I have such a weird, not a weird connection, but a good connection with AIW and just going to the shows that it rarely ever crosses my mind to even go back and watch, especially if I've been to the show. It's like I was there. Why do I need to rewatch it? But there's this whole lore and all these stories and stuff that uh, you know I hear about, but I've never actually seen. So I got to get somebody's IWTV promo code. 
I think I, that, I got you, Jobber. I, I've been watching uh, a lot of like the old AIW stuff, like through quarantine. So I'll, I'll let you use my account if you don't have one. Sweet. I mean, there is you know promo code Absolute. There's promo code I think now Pod Van Dam. Uh, there, everybody has a damn promo code. I'm never. I'm not going to ask for one. Just use somebody we likes promo code, and that'll always make me happy. But uh, I mean, probably for the for this episode, use promo code Absolute. But I think for me, like, I'll go back and watch some older stuff, but, like, normally it's, like, stuff that I was at, and maybe, like, I either want to rewatch a match because I kind of don't remember certain things, or I want to relive it, like, I remember when I went back and watched Cole Cabana versus Tracy Smothers, and, because I'm, like, I remember, like, really liking it, and it was, like, one of my favorite comedy matches, but, like, I forget why, and then I rewatched, and I was, like, okay, I get it, because it literally took them, like, 20 minutes before they actually had the match start and all the back and forth between Colton and Tracy was hilarious. And then there's other ones that like, actually I know pretty soon I have to go back and watch some shows that I didn't watch the full thing because I was late or uh, I totally missed. So I know that's high on my list, but it's really rare for me to go back and watch something before I started showing up, especially because I think not that far before they started uh, doing the recorded commentary instead of over PA. And I think, I don't, I don't know how many shows. Like, I know I put in, like, one of them that was on a, almost like in a backyard, like on a college campus. And it's just, you hear the commentary over the loudspeakers, like, oh, this is weird. And, like, for some reason, like, I'm spoiled with regular commentary now, and I can't go back and, like, watch that kind of shit. Yeah, it's, it's, nobody really should be doing that, so I get that. Yeah, I'm not a fan of that either. There's not too many shows that, uh, like at least AIW shows that are on a, uh, IWTV that are like that though. So that's kind of nice. Uh, but I like I use uh, I made IWTV a business expense, so like it's under like all my like my business information because like whenever I'm in the kitchen cooking or I'm out out at the smoker, like that's that's what I'm doing is watching AIW on uh, independent wrestling. I mean, granted, like we're going to go into talking a lot of stuff about AIW, but the thing that I do love about IWTV is the fact that you can watch so much and they keep adding to their library. And like, I just happened to throw in because I'm starting to watch Chikara. I want to watch uh, this current season they're doing because they're doing like weekly shows, which I think is really cool. And then I realized like it might be the only company on IWTV that because I'm watching it on my Roku that I only get like one line of shows and it was only the 2020 shows. Then I. I accidentally hit down and they have them sorted by year. So I actually went back to 2012. I want to say it was uh, like uh, November 11th, 2012. And it was the one time that I know that I was there for that Chikara came to Cleveland and like watching like some of that stuff, like watching AIW and Turner's Hall. Like it's, it looks like AIW. I mean, Chikara in Turner's Hall, it looks like AIW like has the, the same entrance, just everything in Turner's, but there's like a Chikara flag. There's no barricades. It's, you know, it's obviously a little bit of a different show, but still it's Chikara and it feels like AW. All right. Speaking of AIW, let's get into the conversation of, of AIW. And first question is, you know, what was your intro to AIW? And we will start with Brock. Um, I first found out about AIW through, um, like an old friend that like I used to be like, I used to know for through the music scene, uh, like we played in different bands, but like our bands always played together. And, uh, both of us were like out of the music scene and he started training with this company that like ran down by us. And, uh, it was like right after JT had passed away. 
and um he was talking to me about like um like he was working helping work this show uh it was like a memorial show for him and like that was whenever he you know he started telling me about AIW and then it wasn't until like Kevin Steen was coming around that like I really started to pay attention uh to what was going on and but it wasn't until like 2015 that I actually w- uh went to a show I think that's pretty cool cuz that reminds me of when I first like I just heard about Ring of Honor, but I never watched it. So eventually, like when it was put in front of me, I was like, "Oh, I've heard of this." So it's kind of similar. Like you got like heard about AIW the same time that I was actually starting to get into it. Like I remember hearing about the JT Lightning uh, Memorial Show, and there was a couple AIW shows around that time. And uh, slowly but surely, a couple months later, like I show up to some of these local shows. Yeah, I mean, I just, I always felt like Cleveland, I mean, it was only like an hour drive, but I just felt like it was always further than that. And uh, so like, it just had to be something to really be worth it for me to think about making that drive for, you know, a long time. Yeah, I I can feel that too. Like you're further south than I am. And like me growing up, I mean, somewhat close to Akron, Cleveland always felt further away than it was. And then, ironically enough, like right around 2010, 2011, I was driving to Cleveland for a couple other things. So I started, I, I started to become a little bit familiar with driving in that direction. So when it came to like, all right, let's go to this independent show in Cleveland, it, it felt like nothing because literally earlier in 2011, I was going to go to an IWC show. And that was going to be my first independent show. And ironically enough, just because of all the shit she's been through since then, I was going because Sonny was going to be there. <laughs> and I wanted her to sign a raw magazine and a shirt that I had of her that I also ironically sold to uh jobber. Yep. Nice. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, that thing had been, what was it? I bought it with like, a, I think a DX shirt, like an original DX shirt. And they had that in there too. And it, I, I thought it was an XL, but it really was a large. And I, when I pulled it out of my closet, cause I saw like a lot of the stuff jobber was selling and I was like, well, I could, I'm not wearing this. And then I, like I said, double check. Cause I'm like, Oh, it's large. Oh, I'm never going to fucking fit in this thing. I, like jobber. Like, what do you want for this? Like, I'm, I'm done with it. Like, what will you pay me? Yeah. I made I, a few bucks on that. I'll say, and it sold quick too. Yeah. Shit like that would sell instantly. Um, you know, I, I had a lot of, when, when everything was going really well with that, I, I would move stuff super fast and anything nineties attitude era, like sunny and shit, at least before she came out as a, well, I guess she's <laughs> always been pretty much a sketchball. Huh? But, <laughs> Yeah. And I know our stuff sells these days. Uh, my best friend just gave me um, an Undertaker comic book and uh, some like old JC, JCW VHS uh, that he got. Ooh. Yeah. I haven't I haven't uh, actually watched the, the VHS yet. I got to find a, you know, I got to find a tape player. But uh, I started reading that comic and boy, does it suck. <laughs> On my wall here in the office, I have uh, the first issue of the Warrior comic. And I can only imagine if I'd sit there and read through that thing of like how shitty it would it would have been. But I don't know if it'd be better or worse than the Taker comic. Uh, no, the Warrior one's bad. Like I'm sure the Taker one has some sort of story, but I mean the Warrior one is like one of his promos in a comic. Makes no fucking sense. Yeah, the, yeah. The, this one's not making too much sense in the first two pages that I read, and I just kind of stopped. I mean, the only reason why I have it is because the cover art, and then I remember back when when this came out i received it for free in the wc uh wwf magazine because i had a subscription 
because I don't know if the the in store copies had it with it or not, but I got sent one, and uh, I wanted one really, really bad before Biggins passed, and I kept asking him like within probably about six months of uh, his last show, like, "Hey, dude, can you look for this for me?" He's like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." Like, just remind me, and like, I w- I would always forget until the day of the show when he's way too busy. So I went so long without finding it, and then while one of the Akron shows was happening. Not only did I find that comic, but I found two and I was like, Oh my God, like this is per- perfect. I'm buying this from Biggins collection. This is, he, this is one of the ones he would have you know, sold me anyway. So fuck it. But that, that's like half the reason why I have it. I mean, it, it looks cool, but God, as a comic, I can only fucking imagine. Yeah, I mean, he got it, you know, kind of due to some unfortunate circumstances, uh, like, you know, in him and his fiance's life, but, uh, he he's not really into wrestling, so he kind of tossed it over to me. I kind of get a lot of stuff that way from people sometimes. <laughs> yeah, that works. All right, uh, Jobber, what was your intro to AIW? Um, I had just moved to Pittsburgh um, after living in Orlando for a few years and being like a NXT local and a buddy of mine here in town. Um, you know, uh, when I was living in Pittsburgh, I'd come out to, to Cleveland pretty often to see a bunch of friends here that I had from like the BMX scene. And uh, one of them just one day like knew I liked wrestling. He's like, hey, you should come out for this show. My buddy, uh, you know, uh, we're mutual friends with with Worldwide. And uh, he's like, my buddy, he's involved in it. And this is early. Like this is skipping had a few questions, but it was Gauntlet 9 in 2014. That was like my first show. And uh Came out a few times before I moved here permanently and been a local ever since. The thing that that I've mentioned to you a couple of times and I've seen other people post it out on the Internet is I didn't know who you were uh, for a long time until someone pointed you out to me like, oh, that's who Thrift Store Jobber is. But a lot of people thought you were like this Davey Vega lookalike. Yeah, I still fucking get that. I know Davey and I have met each other like once or twice and. Yeah, I mean, the resemblance is there, but, I'm, you know, we're fucking boring-ass, long-haired, bearded white guys. It's not like there's not a million of us. I don't know. Maybe. I thought he was Davey the first time, too. <laughs> I think because I didn't notice you until, like, some point after his last AIW appearance, because I want to say that might have been in 2014, because then the, he just slowly, you know, like, disappeared from AIW. So I I feel like it was like 2015 or maybe even 2016 because I know I saw him at least once at Mount Carmel and you know they didn't start going Mount Carmel regularly until I'd moved here full time so like okay yeah it had to have been at least 2015 yeah he, he was he was there in 2015 whenever I started going because uh, he was the intense champion but I was like I was really confused at why Davy Vega was sitting front row <laughs> and like I've seen other people like make that comment. And I know I've like quote tweeted it to Jobber, like see, like I'm not the only one, but it's it's still funny. And now now I don't even like see it, like I don't, or at least I don't see it as much. But I think at the time it was like, oh, that guy looks like Davey Vega. Now you just look like Thrift Store Jobber. Well, we have different hairstyles, so that probably helps. All right. It's like fucking. He does like a man bun thing half the time. I see him. Yeah, that's true. I don't know if his hair, oh, because it's gotten like longer and everything. All right. On to the next question. So we kind of heard Jobber's uh, show that he went to. Brock, what was your first AIW show? Uh, my first show was Abso 10. 
Uh, insane 10 man main event in that insanely hot building. I almost fell off the balcony at that show cheering for Nick Gage. Uh, I was sitting in the balcony, not too far away from you. (laughs) Cause I, I I didn't know that that was you, but I remember that happening. (laughs) Yeah. Keller had to like watch me that night and, uh, that was fun. Yeah. I mean, that, that, that show was just awesome. Um, it, you know, I mean, it felt like it was a big deal too, you know? The irony that that was one of the nights that I was rooting for Donst. Um, I was too, but like, I didn't really know who he was, you know, like, um, I, like, I, I knew a little bit about, like, I knew a little bit about him cause like I knew about Shakara and I've seen some of it. Um, and I've seen like other Indies that he worked, but I didn't know a whole lot about him. And, uh, like, you know, whenever he came out and, um, you know, like you could just like feel the emotion. And then like he, you know, he held, held up that, uh, cancer job to Donst sign. And like, dude, like I, you know, that when, whenever I go back and still watch that, like I still get emotional whenever I watch it, you know? Yeah. That was a short reign for me of rooting for him. But I think the story that was going on with him of, you know, having to drop the absolute title because of cancer, thinking he wasn't going to be around any, like any longer that, you know, this could be it for him. And then he he comes back a couple months later. Not say a couple, handful of months later, and then wrestles that match against Gage at Absolution. And it, it it's a great story to get behind. And I'll never uh, make any excuses of why I rooted for Dante. That's the that's the right reason to. But I still kind of like Gage at the same time. And then obviously years later, it played differently when it was Gage that came out. But that's a that's a different story, but I still love, I do really do love that era of Donst. Yeah. I, I, I knew a little bit about gauge just from watching some CZW stuff too. Um, but like, I mean, I, like I saw the flyer online and, you know, saw that the young bucks and Samoa Joe was advertised and like, that was enough to be able to convince my friends to go. Cause like, I didn't want to go by myself. So, you know, like my best friend, he likes wrestling, but he's not like, he's not into it. Like I am. And we went to like I was able to convince uh, him and his fiance to go to NXT in Cleveland with me, and then uh, like me and him, we like to watch like old ECW stuff. And uh, Sabu was working for uh, J Rock was running the show. I can't remember what the promotion was, but J Rock was running the show at the Odeon, and uh, it had Sabu, Shane Douglas, and Matt Cross on it. Um, so like that was enough to convince, you know, my buddy to go with me to that one. And then, um, young bucks and Samoa Joe was enough, you know, that I was able to convince him to go to AIW with me then too. So I know the company you're talking about. I don't remember the name of it, but I feel like they were short lived. Yeah. It was like ARW or something. I, I only know of like two or three shows that they actually ran or, Oh, I'm thinking of, I think of a different one. Cause I f- I thought ARW was Justice's company, but I, th- oh, I maybe it was. I don't know. I don't remember Justice being on being on the card at all that night, though. Uh, it was he was running shows when he couldn't wrestle. But I got gotcha. the only one I remember was at a baseball park, and I, I I couldn't end up going to any of his shows for one reason or another. A lot of it was work, but that was an era that happened. And I, and I vaguely remember it, but since I didn't go to the shows, like I have nothing like concrete. So that I want to say that was ARW. I'd have to double check with Caden. Well, I mean, the only, the only thing that, um, you know, 
outside of like you know the ECW guys and Matt Crosby in there and facade. Uh, um, the only thing that I could really think of was that AIW needed to run there because it was in the middle of summer and the air conditioning and 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 the Odeon was really nice. And I'm really glad that AIW is running there now because it's a great venue for wrestling. I know that's something we've talked about a lot on this show that through that, I mean, there's all these like eras of AIW, but right now, like the Odeon just, it feels like wrestling. The only gripe that I have with it, or maybe two gripes is one, the, the merch area is very cramped and trying to get people in and out of there, whether they're doing that or going to the restroom is, is a fucking handful. And then there's a lot of the, just the seating can get really fucked up really quick. And then when we had the one show where there's no, like whoever set out the chairs did no aisleways. And it was like, how the, what are you expecting people to do? Have to go, like if you're where I normally sit, like you have to go all the way around everybody. No, like create a little fucking aisleway. Yeah. I think that was for built to last. Yeah. I want, just want to say, I knew it was either that yeah. or no, yeah, it had to be that one. It was something recent. Yeah. Cause I think, uh, I want to say that it was built to last because um, my my roommate went to me and that was like the first show that he's been that he's been to, and uh, he was kind of bitching about having to get around the chairs a little bit. We we tried creating a an aisle way, but it's it's the best way. I mean, granted, even when there is an aisle way, like it gets fucked up. But I'd rather have a fucked up aisle way that was created than just no aisle way. And we try to create one, and it's going to be even worse. Hey, hey I, you know I. I, I understand. You got to try to fit all those chairs in there. You got to get as many people in there as you can. All right, Jobber, you mentioned your first show. Any like story behind that being your first show? Uh, you know, like I said, um, I came out with a couple friends of mine. None of them are really wrestling fans at all. They just know like you know something I was into and something to do. And um, you know, my our my one friend Jeffy, who you know, he's the one who introduced me to Keller. He'll still come out once in a while. Uh, he always he always goes to the Wrestle Ragers, but um, yeah, it was just a cool show. I mean, I hadn't really gone to too many indie shows before AIW became like you know part of my life. I guess um, you know I've been to Evolve and like Ring of Honor and stuff like that, but I'd never been to like a small, well done promotion. Actually. You know, no, I went to a two, a two CW show the year prior, so maybe I had been to one other like good small big indie show before. Um, but still, like it was at Turner's Hall, um, just a weird shithole venue for you know the people out there that haven't ever been there. And um, yeah, I don't know, it was a good time. Uh, I definitely wanted to keep coming back. I think I came to one or two more shows um, after that. Um, until I, you know, until I moved here and then I started going to all of them. Yeah, actually, the sh- your first show, I think I showed up late. I showed up at intermission. Uh, something with my work, I couldn't get back till a certain time. By the time I got back, uh, got up to Cleveland, it was literally intermission. And I, me- I do remember missing that half, the first half of the show. But I think Gauntlet's a really good show to start off on, mainly because of that... Uh, that gauntlet itself like that match is always fun and some i might be not as good as others because i know there was one year that there was a lot of just alumni showing up of aiw and for me i was like i don't know who a lot of these people are but now you're getting a lot of somewhat decent names i think i don't know how many people knew who justice was when he showed first showed up at aiw but for me i was like holy shit matt justice is fucking here he hasn't been here since i've been coming around so like this is fucking crazy all right 
on to the next question. Brock, what stuck out about that first show to you? Uh, besides, uh, like, you know, Tim Donst, uh, the students was one thing that really stuck out to me, um, which I didn't realize that they were even like, you know, trainees, uh, of the like AIW until some people around me had like, I heard them kind of mention it. Um, but seeing like, you know, Josh Singh and Kaplan and Brian Carson and Frankie Flynn, like in that first match, um, just seeing like how well they were for how young they were in the business. Um, that was one thing that like really stuck out to me. Uh, Tim Donst, like I said, uh, Ethan page, uh, that was my first time getting to see Ethan page and his match with, uh, Eddie Kingston. Um, that I quit match was awesome. Um, and then just kind of everybody around me made it feel like it was a big deal. And, uh, so like, that whole entire thing, just like, you know, that whole entire show felt really important. How did that main event feel to you? Um, it was a lot to take in because, you know, I, I knew who, uh, Josh prohibition was from watching like the old backyard stuff. And, um, I was always a, you know, a fan of, um, Matt cross and I was a fan of Johnny Gargano. Um, you know, like I said, I, I, I went because of, you know, the young bucks and Samoa Joe, it was just that, that was a lot to take in and just like seeing um that many that many people that you wouldn't really expect to see in you know like a, a you know in, in in an indie promotion all together uh i don't know it was it was awesome like i loved every second of that show that main event like that uh the uh oh shit what's the caterpillar in the boston crab thing what's yeah. it yeah, yeah the, that thing the, the that one was they, fun to watch too. The one they did basically around the ring. I think I have a somewhere I got a couple human like, centipede. Yeah, there we go. I have a <laughs> I have some pictures of that one because I was I was like right there in front of me. I think like what's amazing about about that match, is, and I know it was said at the time, and I don't think it's ever gonna, the stats ever going to go away. It's like the most expensive main event in AIW history, and having all those names in the ring at the same time, like literally, if I got it right, like pretty much nine out of ten of those names are household names now or uh, J pros not as much, but I think he's made he should his, be. Yeah, he should be. And I think he's made his like a, a huge mark in wrestling uh, with the backyard wrestling stuff and on this scene. So just say nine out of 10 of those guys have made a mark in the, in the industry in some way. Yeah, that's, that's one way to put it. Why the one person was put in there. I have no fucking clue. And I think that's one thing that sucks about that whole story is it could like, that's a such an important spot and so much so much potential yeah and now people are going to just watch that and go who the who the fuck's that but there will be there'll be a lot of that unfortunately all right jobber what uh stuck out about that show for you that gauntlet um i honestly i'm not gonna say i i can remember a ton of it um i remember i think jimmy jacobs might have been a surprise at that show um there were a few guys i'd recognized before um, but I don't know. I think, I think it, it, it definitely, def, um, exceeded my expectations. I guess I thought it was going to be way shittier based on the few experiences I'd had, uh, at other small little indies in like upstate New York and in Florida and whatnot. So, uh, for being a random show in the middle of nowhere that I, I never really heard of, um, I had a good time, uh, obviously, but, uh, I can't say anything particular pops out. All right, Brock, what was your first impression of AIW as a whole? 
uh, it reminded me a lot of like ECW um, in different aspects. Uh, just you know, from the way that the wrestlers uh, you know performed in the ring to the way the crowd reacted from it, uh, just a lot of things with it reminded me of ECW. And you know, I was there with my best friend, and like I said, him and I, we like spent a lot of time sitting on the couch watching old ECW stuff for a really long time. Uh, so like that that was what really stuck out to me, uh, like as far as like first impression wise. And then you know, again. With it being absolution, everybody around me made it feel like you know that show was a big deal, and uh, so like that just kind of got my energy going even more. When I think about it, it's pretty amazing you came back after just how horrible that room felt because that's when I think of absolution ten, I think you have to think of the main event or just how suffocating that room was. You know, and I so with for me, and I think jobber can probably uh relate to this in some aspects you know i come from the underground music scene and uh i played a show in glassport pennsylvania one time and it was colder inside the venue than what it was outside and like i went to go to the bathroom and there was a solid sheet of ice um over the toilet so like you couldn't even take a piss so i just went out and like pissed on the side of the building but like you know, crazy hot, crazy, you know, super cold like that doesn't bother me. That's that's the the scene I'm, I come from. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm like Brock. Um, like I said, I come from punk and hardcore scene, not to mention the fact that I've been, you know, actively riding BMX bikes for 22 years and traveled the world doing that and ridden in weird fucking places and seen shows in all sorts of basements and parking lots and all sorts of random nonsense. So, yeah, Turner's was definitely not like the best venue in the world but i mean i don't know it was it was a cool scene regardless of the temperature and all that so who, who really gives a shit well it really it wasn't turner's it was that uh masonic temple show which granted there there has been some crazy hot days and some crazy cold days at turner's but i still think masonic temple just blew that right out the door like Turner's Hall didn't seem as hot and then for me like I don't necessarily come from that background but I have this thing that doctors like to call a little bit of a weight problem so I'm just (laughs) sweating my tits off like literally and I got a lot of rolls and there's a lot of sweat and then because of my size you know even if I put a lot of deodorant I'm probably gonna stink because of you know so much sweat that it's just very uncomfortable but um oh that shit sucks man <laughs> don't don't get me wrong it sucks doesn't matter what weight you are being hot and gross and surrounded by people it's just muggy and just damp nobody wants to be in that shit yeah i'm uh i'm not exactly small either so uh <laughs> yeah i was like so i went to that show and i like i had like uh shorts and like a you know like a button up and I had a tank top on underneath of it, and halfway through the first match, like uh, the the button up was already off. Like it, it didn't take long. Yeah, I think I was. What shirt was I wearing? I think I was wearing my Carlito shirt, which I think's a little thicker, but still. Um, I think for me that was like the one show that I was like, nah, I'm not gonna leave like at intermission to like get some air, because as far as what like I've, I've said before on the show that everybody who told me who did that they regretted it because when they walked back in it just felt even worse. Yeah, we did that um, because my friends at the time smoked uh, and uh, like, you know, smoked cigarettes. And uh, so like we all like went outside, you know, because I like I didn't know anybody else. So I was trying to hang around, hang around them. Yeah, definitely regretted going outside. And I think, too, that was one of the 
one of the last shows maybe that Alberti did a tailgate. I don't think it was the last one, but I feel like there wasn't many after that. I, I can't speak on that one. I remember, I remember ha- like them having one there. I showed up pretty late and like I was there for maybe a couple minutes and then we like went inside. But, and then like that kind of like led into you end up becoming one of the, the ta- well, you the tailgate guys for a while. Well, I mean, and the, the whole thing, the whole reason why the, you know, tailgates even started was because I like, I was listening to the podcast and, uh, Thorne and Biggins were talking about the the original Wrestle Rager weekend and how like they were trying to encourage people to tailgate and it was the week of uh, Absolution Eleven, so I like I just I hit my friend up because like I would always try to convince him to go and I like I would always buy his ticket and then I would always like pay for his dinner and so I'm like all right well I'm spending pretty much the same amount um, you know to, like buy stuff to, for a tailgate is what I would have like you know, him and I went out to grab some food before we went to the show. So, you know, I got a grill and we bought some food so that we could tailgate for it just so that I could try to meet some people so that I didn't have to keep trying to convince him to come up with me. And that's how you kind of became ingratiated into two AIW fans. Like that's kind of how I knew you. And I remember like the first memory I have of one of your tailgates was the Gargano show, the whole shebang. Cause you invited me over, but I, purposely stopped at Gargano's pizza and grabbed some Gargano's pizza. And I, was and like, I think that that was the second one that we did. Yeah. Because I, like we did one for absolution 11, um, is like to kind of celebrate, um, our one year of going to AIW. And then, um, we, cause, and then we didn't really get anybody to come out. And then, uh, we did the other one for Gargano, uh, just, you know, just to celebrate, you know, him kind of going off and so that I could keep trying to meet people. I would think to say it worked. It definitely worked. (laughs) What's up parking lot crew. (laughs) Uh, jobber. What was your first impression of AIW? Um, trying to think as far as like, I'll say this after I moved here and started like actually going to the shows. Um, it kind of seemed like a weird, um, just a company that was trying to be somewhat big, but also doing it in a really weird way. I guess I say that because, like I said, I came from going to NXT shows for like three years and Evolve and all this other shit to watching PWG and moving to the Midwest and, you know, seeing what AAW was doing. And, you know, at the time, you know, Black Label wasn't around, but, you know, Beyond was around. And, um, you know, I was really curious as to why, some of the matches were being booked. Like I really didn't understand the whole Buckhouse Buck thing. Um, and just these weird fucking guys like Nightmare Freddy and all these old random dudes. I didn't get it. It's like, why aren't you guys booking all these other big name guys that are working all these other places? Um, so I thought it was fun. I thought I got to see a lot of cool matches and a lot of re- weird random bullshit. And it was a fun place to just kind of drink and let loose. But uh yeah, I didn't. I didn't get it at first. Like I, I wanted it to be something it wasn't, and um, eventually I kind of learned, or not learned, but I kind of figured out what they're, what you know, Thorne and Biggins are trying to do, and then kind of just became enamored with it. I think that's like the weird benefit of of AIW is you get some of those crazy matchups and being able to tell people, oh, well, I saw this at AIW. Like uh, I remember the day after. Lawler was at Jaylit. The I was at my f- now fiance's house, and like they had some UFC on on TV or some old UFC or whatever, whatever it was, and there was Filthy Tom. 
And I'm like, oh, I saw him wrestle yesterday. And I was like, what? I'm like, yeah, he wrestled Dan Sever. What? Yeah, like, he, it's a different story. Like, yeah, they, they both wrestle and all this kind of stuff. And just have those, like, weird moments. And also, too, I've mentioned it a lot, but the fact that ICP was at a fucking AIW show. Like, when does that happen? And there's so many other stuff. For example, also, Dennis Stamp, I think, is one of the biggest examples that, yeah, I, I went to a show and I watched Dennis Stamp wrestle. Who can fucking say that that didn't go to AIW? I mean, that's kind of how I got my roommate to come with me. Because, like, I moved in uh, with, uh, like, my friend and her boyfriend uh, in January. And then, like, I was talking to I was talking to him about um, just, like, all the different, like, people that I've seen at AIW. And, like, he's not a wrestling fan, but, like, he's, like, you know, a UFC fan. So, like, he kind of, you know, uh, kind of perked up whenever, like, I talked about, like, Matt Riddle being there. And then I was like, you know, like filthy Tom's there like every month. And he was like, oh, cool. And then, you know, like he wasn't completely convinced until I told him that there was going to be um, a, a midget wrestling um, super Oprah uh, drag queen. Like, you know, so like that then he was really interested in it. <laughs> oh, God, super Oprah. That that's a whole nother level. <laughs> Dude, that was she, she, she's so much fun. <laughs> All right, let's move on to the next one. Brock, who was the first friend you made at AIW? Uh, it was Jeff. Um, so, like, with the the first tailgate, we couldn't really get anybody to stop over. Um, and then I kept trying to promote it through, uh, at that time, the Ringside Guys Twitter account. Um, because, you know, me and my friend were going to do a podcast. And so that's what Ringside Guys was going to be. And uh, at the time, we were also playing in a a band or trying to play in a band called Squatch and like all the songs were about Sasquatch. And so I was talking about it on the ringside guys, Twitter and uh, Jeff, you know, commented uh, back about it. And so we started talking about Sasquatch and uh, then like actually met him at the Gargano tailgate. And uh, then he was just kind of the one that um, I always had a seat with uh, every single time I came up. See, you you make you made friends with your with that same uh, tailgate. Hey, man, that tailgate and many others did so much good for me. And, you know, I'll, I'm sure I'll talk about it more. I mean, that's when I know, like I said, where I found out who you were then. And then I think maybe your next one after that's when like we started kind of like talking about it on the show. Uh, I think the one after Gargano was like whatever J-Lit uh whatever year that jail it was. Um, I think that was the next one that that makes sense because I do want to say when Gargano's show was happening, this was still the Ohio Indie report. And it was at the beginning of 2017 when we uh, made the switch over. So that would have been like the, like the next tailgate. And I think that's when we, we kind of had a tradition for a while jail it weekend. Yeah. Yeah, we did and, until uh, Memorial Day weekend uh, got changed and the, the venue change uh, that kind of hurt us a little bit. But, uh, you know, I mean, we're still able to do them at the Akron shows, uh, which is nice. And I'm sure like, you know, we could probably get something worked out that the Odeon would wouldn't care too much if we did something. But uh, I don't know. It's just like trying not to piss people off. You know, I think with the Odeon, you're dealing with a lot of just Cleveland shit. And then at least with Akron, that parking lot is is huge, and yeah, yeah, Akron's perfect for them. Yeah, like I've, that's been some of my favorite ones. Out after uh, I should say after uh, Mount Carmel, the Mount Carmel Mount Carmel ones were definitely the best. 
Um, but with, you know, the Akron venue, you just have so much more room. And so people are just able to like really spread out. We're able to kind of go down into that bottom parking lot. And so we're like really out of everybody's way. It's just, it's, it's this perfect setup. All right, Jobber, who was the first friend you made at AIW? You know, uh, it's tough to really put a finger on that. I guess maybe technically Keller, just because, you know, we were introduced before he even was wrestling yet. So I kind of was friendly with him for a while before he debuted in the ring. Then from there, I mean, I definitely feel like I was, I'm always somewhat fairly, it sounds like I'm, I'm not, but, uh, kind of shy at times, you know, uh, in certain situations. And I definitely, you know, I, I remember meeting you and like Ed and once I started doing, you know, TSJ and like going to shows and setting up tables and stuff, like people started to kind of figure out who I was and I'd be introduced to people. Um, and even those tailgates and stuff, I'd eventually start coming over and kind of like just saying hi and just talking to people randomly. I mean, there's still there's people that I've been recognizing from shows since day one that I still don't know their names, we'll, but we'll still like see each other and give each other head nods and stuff. But uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I guess technically Keller's my answer. I mean, c- kind of, sort of. You did know him uh, before c- coming in. We met. We met at. AIW, like we met okay. at the actual show with him, so okay. you know, that's where I was introduced to him. Okay, yeah, the, that makes sense. He was doing security at the NXT show, uh, like a couple of weeks before my first, uh, my first AIW show. So like he, I saw him come out of the building. And I was like, hey, I recognize that guy. And then you know, I didn't realize that he was going to end up being a wrestler. That's like I forget what NXT show it was, and I can't remember if it was before or after he debuted, but. Matt Justice, I know, worked one of the NXT shows security like by the entrance, like by the actual wrestler entrance. That might have been 2016 or 2017 because he'd already been back. I, okay. I recognized him myself. I remember I was at that show as well. And I was like, oh, Justice is working security. That's weird. And I definitely had no idea who the fuck he was until he came back to AIW. So yeah, it had to have been like 2016 or maybe 2017. Okay. I couldn't remember my own timeline of when that happened, but I just remember thinking like, Oh, that's kind of cool. Like he's, he, he's a wrestler and he's actually running, he's doing security for a wrestling show. And he's also doing security for a company that he technically sort of once worked for. All right. On to the next one. All right, Brock, what do you love about AIW? Uh, I mean, I know the, like the cliche answer is to say everything, but I mean, it's kind of like a serious answer. Uh, just, you know, I love how dedicated everybody is, you know, uh, everybody, like the entire staff, the entire locker room. Uh, I mean, they, they constantly go out there every single month and they kill themselves just to entertain us. And that's like really awesome. And uh, I love that Thorne actually cares. Uh, he doesn't just like try to throw a bunch of people on a card to fill it up and like get people to come. Like he tries to do like storylines and make stuff make sense. Um, I love that I get to see like some young talent come out of a school where they're properly trained and taught how to do stuff without killing, uh, whoever they're working with. Um, I was talking to Dom at a a UXWA show and like, I just told him like how proud I was like whenever he signed, uh, with MLW and like, I remember talking to that dude in, um, a hallway waiting to get into a show down here in Canton. And like he was in training and like he was t- talking to me about it because like, it was like right after my first AIW show that like um, I went to another show down here and, and met him. And like to see that guy 
go from, you know, passing out flyers at random independent shows to making his debut and, uh, to, you know, signing the contract and to having, you know, a, a match stealing weekend. Uh, like that's like, I love, I love that progression, like being able to watch that progression. Um, I remember talking to like Josh Bishop at a tailgate before, uh, his debut class. And like, he told me he was so nervous that like, he couldn't stop shaking. He couldn't put his contacts in and like, just like watching like where those guys started to like where they are now and like what they're doing. Um, I love, I just like, that's one of the things that I love about AIW, I guess too. Um, just watching those progressions. Uh, and then like, I guess my, the thing that I love the most about it would probably be like the fans and like the people that I've met through AIW. Um, it's given me a lot of like really great opportunities and, you know, like we've talked about the tailgates and like, you know, I try to like a lot of, uh, recipes out on you guys without you even knowing that you were trying out recipes that were eventually going to be on a menu that like I'm, you know, make people pay for now. Um, it's so, like, like whenever, even whenever it was just like, you know, burgers, like the seasoning stuff that was on those burgers were like stuff that I was making myself and like trying out with you guys, just like gauge your reactions, uh, doing that and like getting the confidence to like start my business. Um, you know, if it wasn't for AIW, I don't think, I don't know if I would have had that confidence. Um, like, cause I had honestly, like I stopped cooking for a really long time. Um, like I was, I was in a pretty bad accident and, uh, I have like PTSD and like working with fire, like freaked me out for a really long time. And, uh, like doing those tailgates, like helped me to like be able to get back around working with fire. And, um, you know, like I got to set up at wrestle rager last year and, you know, like John gave me that opportunity and like they've promoted my business through, um, you know, mentioned me on the podcast and like, uh, you know, you watch wrestle rager and you see that, uh, Blue Jay smoking a cigar on the side of the U-Haul truck and Matt Justice, you know, doing a front flip over it. Um, like that's stuff that like, you know, people don't really think about, but like it helps, you know, it's helped my business. Um, a lot of these different things, you know, I mean, I've, I've met you, uh, Justin through AIW and like you promote me every single week on the podcast. And like, I really appreciate that you do that. Um, but like, you know, it's like connections like that, that like I wouldn't have if it wasn't for, for AIW, um, you know, working with UXWA has come through the connection of, you know, knowing Rick Nelson and, you know, us meeting through AIW, uh, just, uh, toy Hio, you know, on Saturday, it, you know, uh, Tom was at wrestle rager last year. And so like, he was, he had the opportunity to try my food and then like, you know, me and me being friends with Stacy and Stacy being friends with Tom, like, you know, Stacy was able to put it in the Tom's ear and like, you know, and then say something to me and like get us together so that we could make it happen. It's just all those connections coming through AIW that's just helped my business so much. And like, um, the friendships that I've made, that's helped, like, I feel helped my, you know, me out personally, uh, just like, you know, being friends with a lot of you guys. Uh, so, I mean, like, it's, it's a lot to love about AIW. 100% well said, uh, not much I, I can add to that. Uh, what do you, what uh something you love about AIW Jobber? Um, <clears throat> you know, as far as the actual wrestling itself, I mean, you get a great mix of dudes that you've probably never heard of, uh, guys that even might not be from you know the school, from out of town. You know, you've got the Creative Pro guys, you've got uh, dudes from other parts of the Midwest. 
then you also get big name guys and you get to see really cool matches and dudes doing wild shit. Um, you know, Brock definitely elaborated a lot more than I'll be able to, at least with any sort of eloquence, but it has kind of become almost like a family in a sense. And, you know, once, once to twice a month, you get to see all these people you only get to see at shows and everybody's kind of just focused on one thing. And, you know, it's, it's, wasn't like that at NXT. wasn't like that at any other wrestling shows I've ever been to. And it's, it's even, you know, it's definitely kind of similar to almost like a local, local hardcore scene as far as, you know, you're going to see a lot of the same, like a lot of the same local opening bands and the same, you know, lower card guys. And then you'll see the different guys coming through town. And uh, it kind of reminds me a lot of those days. Cause it's been years since I've, been involved in that kind of stuff i missed that too jobber not me i'm old i got i got i i once i moved to florida i was just over it <laughs> i mean it's cool once in a while i'll go to shows now but like i can't stand there for that long i'm just my knees hurt too much yeah it hurts my ears a lot that's one of the reasons why i'm not a big concert goer i can't stand at a show too long give me a show where there's a seat call me old call me whatever like literally one of my favorite concerts i've ever been to was a Weird Al concert because I didn't have to stand the whole time and there was zero opening acts. It was just him. That's a reason why I think I saw him twice on that tour. I usually sat on my bag behind the merch table, so I always had some kind of chair <laughs> if I was actually awake. Like even for me, like when I think of some of the concerts I went to, like if it, I've been to like a very small handful of big name concerts. There was like a lot of a lot of local local shows that I went to. The only band of any substance that I think there is a fan base for, but I don't know how big it is, but I know they got signed to a major label, but I went to their debut record party, de- uh, de- uh, record release party, and that was Foxy Shazam. Drove all the way down to Cincinnati for that, and that was a, my first big road trip that I took with a friend of mine when we were both 19, and I, I still have that album, and I think I eventually want to throw it up on eBay because I see the prices for it is about 100 bucks. Because I don't think it's streaming anywhere, but I don't I don't know how popular they are. I don't think I've ever heard of them. I don't even know what genre they basically were either. Like I know I heard of them when they were like a band before that. They were, they were called Train of Thought, and they kind of changed up their style after that. They were more of a uh, more of a emo screamo type of band. I don't even know. Like, it's hard for me to pinpoint it. I'm looking them up now, and this seems like some like fake glam bullshit i don't know it's a name i've heard but definitely have never actually listened to this at all yeah like i don't i liked the the band before them that was called train of thought they were at a show in kent the head i was friends with people in the headlining band and train of thought had more fans watching them than the actual headlining band it was kind of sad but anyway uh, enough of that let's move on to the next question Brock, what is your favorite yearly AIW show? Uh, I mean, Absolution kind of holds uh, a special place in my heart uh, just because it was my first show. And I feel like it's always such a big deal. And I mean, like always as like a wrestling fan, you know, like it's with WWE, you know, like they always had like the big four. And so like I kind of like that uh, AIW has like their own kind of big four also. Uh, so, I mean, I always enjoy like, you know, uh, Jay Lit and, um, you, know, the, you know, like Gauntlet and Absolution and like uh, Hell on Earth. Uh, those are all like really fun shows. And then, you know, Wrestle Rager holds a special place in my heart, too. 
two two of the best answers with Absolution and, and Wrestle Rager. And I do like how that, like you said, AIW has their yearly shows, their big four. And then I think even like some of the ones that kind of get filled in throughout the year kind of have meaning to it. Like, you know, you have the rap show that we call it. You have, uh, I always call it the Christmas show. It's not necessarily anything big, but you can always expect like a really good Christmas show. Yeah, I always enjoy how uh, how John chooses to end the year. Yeah, uh, Jobber, what's your favorite yearly AIW show? It's tough to put a finger on one. I mean, I don't know why Jaylet was the first to, to pop into my head, but I think Jaylet is. I don't know why. I think just because you see so much wrestling in three days. Um, you know, obviously Rager's a fun time, but that's almost I wouldn't say less of a wrestling show than it is kind of a spectacle. Um, and Gauntlet's also really fun also. Um, but I think just the last few years, it's been in all different buildings and that kind of, I don't know why it throws it off to me. Yeah. I don't know. I think Jaylet is, is probably my favorite one. I think Stacy has put it best that the, there's a really crazy difference between like absolution wrestle rager. Like you have absolution, which is like, like the WrestleMania of the card, but the actual party, like the big party of the year is is Russell Rager. Yeah, I I definitely have to agree with that too. And I think for a lot of people it's a split of their favorite show. Like if if you like that Russell Rager atmosphere, like you're going to gravitate towards that show, but if you if you like you don't I don't want to say you like, but like if you don't have as a, a taste for like deathmatch and like some some of the matches you will see at Russell Rager, then you might t- lean towards Absolution. For me, I do love the just that end of the wrestling calendar year blow off of, of matches, but there's always going to be matches uh, and feuds that won't end there. They're going to have to end at Wrestle Rager and it's always worth it. All right. On to the next one. Brock, what is your favorite AIW show or shows? Uh, so this one was like, this one's really hard to pick too. I mean, absolution 10 was a really good show. Uh, but like, Back to the Future Cup 2017 uh, was a lot of fun to watch uh, against the world, uh, watching like Erie versus Kingston and um, Tommy N versus Ray Rowe. I loved that. Um, Absolution 14. Like if like I, th- I feel like if you were holding a gun to my head and you told me to pick one show, it'd probably be Absolution 14. Like just last year, um, watching PME like finally win the championships like that, you know. Um, that, that, that was a lot for me. Like, uh, I spent a lot of time at like the beginning of 2019, um, you know, like with Philly and just like talking about stuff a lot. And so, and like, I talked to him before, uh, you know, before the show, uh, before absolution last year. And like, he didn't tell me that they were winning. Um, but I just like, I felt it, you know, and like just talking to him like, um, I've never like cried at, you know, like for wrestling, but like, uh, I had like a little tear come down, you know, come down my cheek whenever I finally saw Philly and and Marina hold up those championships. Uh, so like absolution 14 has probably got to be like that show for me. No doubt. A a, a good choice. I think PME might've stole the night that night. I even think it overshadows, you know, Bill Alfonso showing up. I mean, that was awesome. I love Fonzie. Um, and I love that we still have Fonzie, but yeah, uh, just knowing, I don't know, knowing how hard those two guys have worked and, uh, 
yeah, that was that, you know, I, I, I love, I love Philly to death. Like he's such a good dude. And, uh, I love whenever, you know, good things happen to good people. Completely agree. What is one of your favorite shows, or shows, um, jobber? You know, if I had to pick one right now, I would say many weekend last year, just because, you know, and I've, I've told this to a couple of the guys on the roster that I'm like friends with. And, uh, that night just kind of felt different as a fan. Um, you know, we all traveled there together and there were so many of us that were, that are regulars that came out. And then to really see this company that we all support so much do so well in front of such a big audience, um, you know, there's so many different moments that I've seen, you know, here in town, but being a part of that and, you know, just seeing how much that helped the company grow, um, that to me is always going to be one of my favorite shows of all time. That's definitely another hard one to, to argue with. It was AIW getting a chance on this much bigger scale for everybody to be checking, checking us out and, uh, absolutely delivered. And I think, uh, for a lot of people stole the weekend and you have a lot of people talking about Dom and Bishop of that was the match of the weekend. So I think that put a lot of great buzz onto AIW and, you know, it wasn't too long after that, that, you know, you know, Bishop started transforming even more becoming, I would, I would feel like a little bit bigger of a star getting more spotlight on him. And I don't know if we would have had that if it wasn't for that weekend. I mean, it definitely felt different watching that at home too. Yeah. I, I, that's where I watched it. I think it, it felt really proud to be an AW fan. Not like I'm, I'm never not proud of it being an AW fan, but it was just like, yeah, like we're, we made it to WrestleMania weekend. Other people are getting on fight TV. They're ordering this the more. And like, especially with, with the way the world is right now, not necessarily in you know, politics wise, but the fact that like you can talk to a lot of people online and you can become friends with people in different States and in different countries. And this was like a really cool opportunity for me to go, Hey, this is a great opportunity for you to check out AIW. And obviously now they're, they're on IWTV. So it even makes it even easier if anybody ever wants to check out AIW. But that was, I feel like if I were to describe it in any sentence, it was AIW walk the red carpet for the first time. And it felt amazing. Yeah. And it was kind of nice to, it was kind of like watching uh, your, your, your hometown team on that big stage, you know, like, you know, watching the Indians in the world series type of thing almost. Yeah. All right. Next one. Brock, what is one of or some of your favorite matches in AIW history? Uh, I'm going to try to keep it real short. Um, I mean, again, you know, Philly and Marino winning the championships uh, at Absolution last year. Uh, Bestia and Damian against the Young Studs from Escape from Cleveland uh, was an awesome match, wasn't it, Jobber? I wish I could have seen the whole thing, man. <laughs> Um, I, for, I had don't I have that on video too? Oh yeah, no, you're the one who put it online. <laughs> oh, hey, I uh, forgot Jab- about Jabber that. Three sixteen says I just threw my chair. Hey, you know we all have our moments. That's that's the night I learned my lesson. <laughs> I've never seen Joe move so fast after somebody, man. He did. Uh, like, he did like a double take too. He's like, what? What out? It was actually Jobber. Like what? <laughs> yeah, no. I mean, it was. Hey, you know. What can I say? It was it was it was a rough night. <laughs> um, 
Uh, the Fockets f- uh, against Euthanasia from Heads Ringing last year, uh, or in May was, yeah, last May. Gosh, that was our, a year ago already. Um, that was awesome, and it was such a cool surprise to like have Euthanasia. Um, Bishop and Justice from Heads Ringing also. Like, a lot of people talk about that balcony spot, um, and unfortunately, like that spot uh, completely overshadows how amazing the rest of that match was. Um, like I know it's not, it's not up on IWTV yet, but like as soon as it is, like we watch that show, that entire show, but like that match specifically, um, you know, taking out that balcony spot, it was an amazing match. Um, and then then the last one I, I got is uh, Thorn versus Swaggle uh, at Absolution because that was absolutely insane too. How many of those matches that you mentioned were put together at the last minute? I can name two. The last one you mentioned and uh, euthanasia uh, versus fucking euthanasia. Yeah, because that w- that was Matt was supposed to be in a match. I think it was supposed to be J Pro versus MJF, which I still wish we would have got. Yeah, uh, and then and, f- and then it was supposed to be M Dog was supposed to be in a scramble, and uh, then it was supposed to be Fuckets versus uh, Pentagon and Ray Phoenix. And I mean, you know, like, like I, you know, I, I said earlier, like you know, I saw Josh Prohibition and Matt Cross, like, you know, in backyard stuff. Uh, so actually getting to see uh, euthanasia as a tag team, like that was, that was awesome. That match is so good. Like I said, as soon as that is on IWTV, uh, go watch it. If you don't want to wait that long, go to, and buy it from smart Mark. That show is uh, such a good show. All right, Jabber, what is your favorite match or matches? I think my list is going to be a little bit different than uh, Brock's, but I'll say a few. Uh, Joey Janela versus Facade. That's one of my favorites. I think that's a match that nobody ever talks about, and they should because it's fucking nuts. It was before Janela did the uh, Zandig spot, um, and that was the first time I was really impressed by him. Um, uh, Headhunters versus Lucky 13 and Eric Ryan. Uh, I mean, that's the night my blood, my bloodlust was developed. Um, Dom and Bishop, I think, was something that, uh, you know, none of us expected that match. And it was fucking nuts. And I love both those guys. And to see them come out of Mania Weekend with, you know, one of the most talked about matches of the entire fucking weekend was so, so cool to see. Um yeah, I, I'm going to leave it at that just because there's definitely others, but I would say if I had to pick three, those would probably be my three. Uh, maybe maybe Janetti and uh, Janella also. It's so hard to like narrow it down because there's been so many good matches. It's, it's the, one of the fun things about a, a lot of these questions is hearing where people are going to come up with as their, like some of their favorites. I know like for me, I've mentioned some of my favorite matches aren't necessarily on a lot of other people's lists, like uh, Marion Fontaine versus Chuck Taylor. Chuck, uh, not Chuck Taylor, but it wasn't that match, but the next match was Marion Fontaine versus Rockstar Spud. I think I would throw a match like Tracy Smothers versus Cole Cabana, kind kind of in the conversation, but I remember loving Kikitaro versus Cole Cabana in the same night. With- All right, going, go, Justin, real, or Justin, real quick, I got to interrupt. Going back to the Rockstar Spud thing, I wasn't there that night. What happened with the dude uh, coming out, like going over the railing? Tell me that story. Uh, that's a different show. Uh, the my match was on Turner's Hall, but you're, I forget who he went up against. But oh the, shit! 
because the first time I'm great. I was there. Uh, the Turner's Hall show versus Fontaine was the last show at Turner's. And he, uh, at that time it was regular rock star spud. He was a face by the time he came back for whatever show that was, he had literally like just turned heel on TV. So he was doing that here. The only thing I remember is there was a dude. If it's the same dude, I think he kept like yelling power bomb at, at almost every match. That's why like me, Kate and a couple other people, like we will randomly yell power bomb now, but I don't remember. He said something to spud and uh, I maybe spud it kind of somewhat invited him in the ring to talk that shit or something, or I could be confusing something else. But basically he, I think now I think was, he just started like coming in the ring, kind of like talking shit because spud was talking shit. Got this dude was getting pissed, so he started to climb over the guardrail. He gets his fucking ass kicked, and then I think some woman that was with him, like, kind of like started talking shit too. Like, we weren't supposed to do that, or so they weren't supposed to do. It. Like, they weren't supposed to like hurt him. It's like, no, you 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 try to come over the barricade. Like, no, that's not what you do. But definitely a, a different show. But I know for me though, though, like I have like a lot of comedy matches, and those like some of those those are what stick out for me. But some of those matches aren't on everybody else's list. And I think both of you mentioned some matches that I might not be thinking about or other people not be thinking about fucking. I, I, I was trying to pick matches that like, I like, you know, I, I was in attendance for too. Cause like, I mean, there's, there's some matches that like I've watched, you know, that I did, didn't actually get to go to the show that, you know, I could add to my list, but yeah, everything was like, you know, f- for me was uh, just ones that I was actually in attendance for too. There's tons that I know I was there for, but I don't remember a goddamn second of. Yeah, I've got a few of those too. Most of mine uh, tends to come like as far as like memory loss. Uh, I I don't remember too much after intermission. Like, is it concussions or, or what is it? Yeah, it's definitely concussion. <laughs> you do you clean fish tanks or during intermission or something? S- something like that. <laughs> S- sometimes uh, people hand me like you know pieces of chocolate or something, and I eat that too. So. Uh, you know shit happens i think for me it's just i can remember certain things at shows and whatnot but after coming for to shows for so long and just doing regular life shit and all this kind of shit where i'll somewhat forget stuff maybe it'd be movies because i know recently i had turned on some movie that i know i had seen i'm like i don't fucking remember this movie and it wasn't terribly old was within the last 10 years or so and i think some aiw shows are like that like i'll remember going but maybe i don't remember who won the match or or a lot of the storyline stuff or uh, but there's other stuff i might remember in that show there's actually been a couple shows lately where i'm i've gone back to try to rewatch some stuff and i'm like oh shit i didn't go to this show why don't i remember not going to this show what was my excuse like there's some that i remember why i wasn't there there's others i'm like i couldn't fucking tell you well, I'm just blackout drunk usually. So <laughs> that's my problem. All right, on the next one. Brock, what is some of your favorite moments in AIW? Uh, I mean, again, PME winning the championship. Uh, when Nick Gage told Tim Donst's mom that cancer didn't kill her son, so he was going to finish the job at Absolution 10. I forgot about that. <laughs> Uh, Nick Gage's return at Absolution 12. Um, anytime 99 problems hits, uh, the balcony spot, of course. Uh, I mean, that's just kind of a couple of uh, my favorite ones, but 
Yeah, I mean that uh, you know Nick Gage telling Tim Tim Dots to mom uh, that was that was hilarious. I actually recently went back and watched the end of that Absolution where Gage returned because I just wanted to double check my reaction because I remember talking about it on the preview show for it. It wasn't like this is my prediction. I said this is what I want to happen. I'm like I want Dots to win, and then I want instead of his music hitting i want gage's music to hit and i want gage to come out Be- and i remember you saying that too because i thought that was like the right story to tell and like gage had been out of out of prison for months and i think it was rumored that he could do shows outside of you know his area so he could come to ohio but i think even then there had been like a couple shows that had happened where he didn't show up so I was like, this, I'm like, this is what I want to see. But I even I thought like maybe they could do that at Rager instead. Like maybe Gage pops back up and he's like, oh, I want to match against Don's at Rager. Okay, whatever. So I don't think I'd ever gone back and rewatched that. If I did, I don't remember. I'm like, I want to double check my reaction. And yeah, I, I the I remember getting up going crazy as soon as that bell hit, and that's exactly what happened. I mean, there was a little bit of a a gap. There was probably about five seconds, but there's also like no music whatsoever. Gage's music hits. I shoot up. I just fucking start shaking the guardrail. And uh, I th- actually, I think I do it at the second bell because I'm like that. Okay, I heard that right. That was fucking Gage's music. And yep, that that is probably one of my favorite moments in AIW history. I I love a good return. I mean, it's not just you know him. Like I think when Donst announced that he could challenge Gage at Absolution, they could finally have this match of you know who's the fucking man. Like that was like a really cool moment too. Even though Gage or uh, Dons never really left, he was still hanging around most of the shows, which is fine. But it was still like, oh shit, Dons is cleared. He can fucking wrestle. This is gonna be awesome. Yeah, I wish that like I would have started coming to AIW sooner. I feel like that's a lot of us because I think the same thing all the time. It's like, dude, Cleveland is only an hour drive. I don't know why I was like, you know, for so long, I would just convince myself that it was too far. You know, and it was probably just because I didn't want to go by myself. But yeah, I like, I wish I would have started going, you know, back in like the Turner all days. I even think with me, like I, I didn't want to go to shows alone. Like even cause there was PWO at the time, my first show I went with friends, which like I said, was PWO. Then I went to an AIW show after that went with friends. Then I was supposed to, oh, I went to another PWO show. I was supposed to go with friends. They bailed on me, went alone. It did feel weird, but I was like, oh, whatever. Like, so just keep going. The next show, AIW show went with friends and then girls night out. I forget what number. It was the last one before Turner's Hall. I went alone and I was like, okay, I need to start making friends because I can't rely on these people who are supposed to be my friends. I mean, they are my friends, but. I can't rely on them coming to shows. So if I just make friends, then yeah, I come alone, but I'm hanging out with friends at the show. So what's the difference? Yeah, it, it took me a while to uh, like be all right with coming, you know, up by myself, but you know, I'm glad that I do now. And that's probably, you know, a lot of what kept me from making that drive up before too, is just not wanting to go by myself. And it's, it's stupid. Like if, if there's anybody that's, you know, that's listening, that's like that, just, you know, stop, just come up, you find, find me. Uh, I'll, I'll be standing in the parking lot somewhere. I'm sure. Booze makes it all easier. I probably went to first year show shows, uh, alone. You know, eventually I'd, I'd meet people there, you know, but, uh, 
I don't know. I just it wasn't until I started sitting front row that I really started making friends. Um, but I would just be in random places, and sometimes I'd see people there I knew that I didn't come with. But uh, yeah, fuck it, just go, have a good time, have a drink, fucking party. All right, Jobber, what is some of your favorite moments in AEW? Man, this is t- this this one's definitely tougher to answer. Um, you know, off the top of my head, I definitely remember that night Gage returned, and that was fucking awesome. Um, Thorne's first match back with Lufisto was pretty fucking cool. Um, uh, trying to think. What about, because I think of you because of this moment, the weird world cash in. Oh yeah. That was really fucking cool. Um, I don't know. That was just, it was just a fun moment. Uh, let's see other times that were really cool. Both involving filthy Tom, uh, when he wrestled, um, Dan Severn, that was pretty fucking unexpected. And then the time he kissed me, that was lovely. You've been kissed by him. I've been kissed by Eric Ryan twice. I'm, 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 I'm a little jealous, but I'm not jealous because Tom's a dreamboat. <laughs> well, Eric grabbed me by the beard and just pulled me in. I was like, oh, shit. As soon as he grabbed me by the beard, I'm like, oh, this is happening. But uh, all, all in I've, good I've never been kissed by a wrestler. Um, I did, however, one time have... Uh, Matt Cross sitting in my lap getting chopped by a Johnny Gargano. That's hot. That's hot. <laughs> yeah, it was kind of cool. I was standing too close and Candace's boot hit me uh, when she was like flying through the crowd. I've, I have the video of it. Like you see it and then you just see like the camera just go because it just hit I feel me like that right spots in the, in the trailer for that uh, for that show, too. Oh, I remember like, like it didn't terribly hurt. Like it was like that kind of like obviously like a boot to your chest type thing, but not like too, too hard. But I was like, okay, like that. I felt that for a second, but I, I walked away fine. I think I posted the video of it on Twitter and she apologized. And I'm like, no, nah, I'm, I'm fine. Like I'm substanding. Like it was, it was nothing, but I still will never forget that. Cause I want to say that was Candace versus Joey Janela. And Caden had Matt justice in his lap coming from a dive. So <laughs> yeah, and, and he's still walking. So you should be fine. Summers. Oh, I forgot about that. There was like a time period where Caden had just like horrible flashbacks. Anytime like someone would about come diving towards him, he'd just like stand up and move to the side. He's like, nope, nope, nope. Can't, can't do this right now. Nope. That That's Caden's karma for all the toys that he brings for like, you know, the, uh, the rap show and wrestle rager. You ain't lying. The only thing that sucks is I'm always really close to that shit too. And I never bring a fucking weapon and I'm always getting fucked up. That's your own fault. Like, uh, I think it was, it might've been built to last where Lee, Lee, maybe was it Lee and Shelly? Like they were about to get thrown in my lap. And like, I had this extreme suspicion, like something's going to happen. And I, I immediately like put all my weight on my feet. And as soon as I saw motion coming my way, I just like set, like just stood straight up. Like, nope. Lewis Linden almost uh, landed in my lap at Hail to the King, but I got out of the way pretty quick. I think I had him in my lap at Battle to this of the Sexes Two, which I just recently seen on IWTV. Yeah, I just saw that uh, they added that one, so I need to go back. I need to go and watch it. All right, on to the next one. Brock, who has been some of your favorite guest at AIW? Um, I mean, I don't really do like the meet and greet stuff. Uh, so, I mean, outside of like the Young Bucks and Samoa Joe being like a draw for me to come, um, like, you know, I've the only meet and greet that I've ever paid for was Joel Gertner. 
Um, but like, you know, Fonzie, I guess was kind of a guest, but we have him consistent. I love that. Um, I like, I thought it was cool when like Arn Anderson came, um, I got, I was able to get my dad to come to a show with me because like Harley race was going to be there and like, we didn't do the meet and greet, but like, just like seeing Harley race was, you know, really cool. Um, Missy Hyatt was my first wrestling crush. So seeing her was awesome. And like, you know, Colonel Bob Parker was awesome. Uh, I was like a huge Ultimo dragon fan whenever I was a kid. So like him being at escape to Cleveland or escape, escape from Cleveland was awesome. Um, but yeah, I mean, like, I don't really do like the meet and greet stuff, but I think that, it, you know, it's really cool that they do it. And anybody that's going to bring money in, like, you know, I'm not a, I'm not an ICW or ICP guy. Gosh, why did I say ICW? I'm not an ICP guy, but you know, like I know, I know that that, you know, drew money for AIW. So I think that that's cool. So anybody that's a draw, I I like. Yeah, I was definitely hardcore biased to, to that one, but there, there's just, there's just been so many. I, I don't think you have to do the meet and greets for it to be a good guest. Sometimes it could be just what they do in the show that you like thought was like really cool. Like, I don't know if anybody's mentioned it, but having Papa Shango slash Godfather and him coming out as uh, Papa Shango and doing you, like you stole my fucking answer. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm pissed that I missed that show. I can't I like I, I think it, it was something with work that I couldn't be there. But I am like I'm still so mad that I missed that one, especially because it was on 420. That's the perfect yeah. time for me to be at like at a wrestling show with with the Godfather. I still think that show should have been called up in smoke. I don't care what anybody says. That one made the most sense to me. Um, I'm sorry. I mean, jo- yeah. Go ahead. What I, don't dis- I don't disagree. All right, Jobber. I'm sorry for taking hopefully what's not your only answer. Uh, what are your. No, that's that's. That's fine. I mean, he definitely was one of my favorites. I mean, he was like one of the nicest fucking guys. Um, you know, that show, I actually made a poster for that one that had, you know, both Godfather and Papa Shango on it. And I was a tiny bit nervous. I didn't know if he'd be a dick about it, but he was like totally cool with it and, you know, got photo ops and stuff of them. And like just the stuff he did on the show was great. Like, I love the fact that he did the fucking Papa Shango spot with the production. Um He's probably my favorite. Uh, you know, I, I can't think of too many more that were super memorable. I will say Booker T the first time. It was pretty funny seeing him do the spinner or anything, spin or anything um, and how bad everybody else was, was doing him. Um, I, don't, I don't fucking know who else. Uh, LaParca. I think LaParca was really cool. Uh, you know, getting a ring bell thrown at me was not something I expected to happen, but that <laughs> fucking happened. Uh, so, yeah, those are those are th- three good answers. I think another good one, if you want to go by someone that maybe not necessarily because of their meet and greet, but I thought it was cool that Jeff Jarrett came out and kind of sang with my baby, Dine, even though it wasn't supposed to be technically his song, but he still like sang it. I was like the first person he, he went to to like sing the lyrics and I don't know what people just were scared. I'm like, fuck, I, I was singing this song earlier today in my truck. Fuck, just give me the mic. I'll sing a little bit of it. Fuck, I don't care. It was, uh. I think that was a really cool moment. It wasn't necessarily because the meet and greet, but, and I think too, with like special guest, it could even be someone like Marco stunt or somebody who was a special guest in AIW. You wouldn't consider him a roster member, but like he didn't have like the extravagant meet and greet of the show, but a special guest nonetheless. I mean, I I'm definitely for like the moments and like, you know, I want, I want like whoever they bring in to like, you know, contribute something cool. Like, uh, seeing, 
um, Bob Orton uh, in that tag match uh, at the con was really, I mean, it's odd, but it was cool. Like how, how many that's an underrated can, moment for sure. Yeah. Like how many, how many people can say that that was in what 2018, like how many people in 2018 can say that they got to see Bob Orton wrestle in a, you know, like live in person. No, not um, only that, you got to see Bob Orton take an RKO from Swoggle in 2018 is what you saw. I mean, it's just like, it's bringing those guys that are going to, you know, contribute to good, to cool moments, you know, seeing, you know, like knowing that, you know, like how much, uh, like, you know, Keller likes ECW and like how much it makes, it makes sense to have Joel Gertner, uh, coming out with the weird world and PME, you know, at that con too. Um, like, you know, yeah, just those those guys that bring on, the, you know, bring in moments, putting Fonzie with justice like that's the absolute perfect fit. And if that would have only been a one time thing for absolution, it would have been an it would have been an amazing moment. I mean, it still was an amazing moment, but like singularly now I'm just glad we get it every month when we get wrestling back. I even was like somewhat spoiled about the whole Fonzie thing because I think he accidentally posted on Facebook that he was going to be at that show and I had someone tell me like hey Fonzie posted that he was going to be at Absolution but the post didn't last long it was deleted so I don't know what the fuck's going on with that and then hearing the music first I thought it was like okay it's this is Absolution uh, this is a, a homage to to ECW for him and then when Fonzie came out I was like okay it was real holy shit this is fucking awesome yeah I I loved it. I loved every, like whenever, uh, whenever his music first hit, I'm like, I kind of like what justice changes music up. And then I heard the whistle and I was like, Oh my God. And like, I started, as soon as, uh, I, as soon as I heard the whistle, I pulled my phone out and started like, you know, getting, getting it ready. I was taking pictures so I could send it to my buddy. Cause I knew he was going to be pissed that he wasn't there. All right. On to the final question, Brock, what is some of your suggestions for AIW shows to people to watch on IWTV. Uh, Wrestle Rager 4, uh, just because there's a really cool banner with a Blue Jay smoking a cigar on the side of a U-Haw truck. Um, I mean, there was some really awesome matches too, but, you know, that's cool. Uh, Absolution 7, that um, No Ropes Barbed Wire match was awesome. I really enjoyed that a lot. Um, and really, any John Thorne match should be sought out, I think. Um, next episode for Thorne and Lufisto and the Carnies versus the Young Studs, uh, Absolution Ten, uh, Ethan Page versus Eddie Kingston was an awesome match. Nick Gage for, versus Tim Donst was an awesome match. Uh, WrestleRager Two for Donst and Danny Havoc, uh, R.I.P. Slumber Party Massacre for uh, Bishop versus Dom, uh, Dom and that uh, four-way tag match was really awesome too. Um, Absolution 12 all around was a great show. Um, and then I know like Thorne hated, uh, that seven year itch, but like they just put that up and I went back and watched it not too long ago or like just this like past week. And like, it's not the greatest, you know, AIW show for sure, but like it's still all around a really enjoyable show to sit down and watch. Um, I think that just like the live experience at felt a little bit slower and maybe that was just because like Billy Kidman was there and they were trying to prove that they could, you know, do like actual wrestles instead of doing like a normal AIW show. Um, but I still think that to go back and watch it, it's still a really good show. How about you jobber? 
Uh, you're going to have to correct me if these aren't on there. But uh, let's see, Double Dare Night 1, uh, tag team tournament show, uh, definitely episode 10, definitely uh, Slumber Party Massacre. Um, I think Wrestle Rager 3, I think maybe maybe over 2, just because 3 had a much bigger crowd and the vibe was... I mean, 2 was awesome to be there, don't get me wrong, but 3, I think, really captures where AIW is now. Um, and then I would also say the uh, Bloodsport show, like AIW's Bloodsport, um, that had the infamous Matt Riddle-Lewis Linden match, has Shayna winning the title... Uh, Ronda coming out at the end. Uh, there's a bunch of good matches on that show, so that would be one too. I think that stretch of shows like Bloodsport, Whole Shebang, uh, there was a Girls' Night Out a couple months before that. AIW versus the World, like yeah, Bloodsport is the only one that you mentioned that's not on IWTV currently. So you just have to get that one from Smart Mark. There you go. I wonder how long it will be before that one goes up because it. Like I said, it's in that stretch of like really good shows, and I think it would it would be awesome up there. But maybe I double checking with some of the matches. Like now, nah, we want to have people pay for that if you want it right now, which that's perfectly fine too. Yeah, I I own it. I thought it was a great show. All right, uh, that'll that'll about do it. Any final thoughts or last minute plugs before we go, Brock? Um, if you are on Facebook, uh, you can go and like me over there, uh, facebook.com slash smoking Jay's barbecue or smoking, smoking Jay's catering. Sorry. Is the Facebook, uh, at smoking underscore Jay's BBQ on Twitter and Instagram. Um, like we said at the beginning of the show, uh, if you're listening to this, um, like when it releases, uh, this Saturday, June 20th, uh, I will be at toy Hio in Gerard. Um, it's from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. It's a, like a big toy show. Uh, so if you're a collector or if you just want to come and eat some good barbecue, uh, it's $5 to get in. I'm going to be debuting uh, two new sauces. I've got a new sweet sauce that I'm working with and uh, a Carolina-style sauce that I'm working with. Uh, so come and try those out and you know give me some feedback. Um, and then with the permission of some different AIW uh, people, uh, I've got some some sandwiches uh, so you can come and grab the pulled pork. It's the Rip City Shooter, um, and that was given the okay by Josh and Wes. Uh, my pulled chicken is called the Lifer, and that was uh, the blessing given to me by Matt Justice. And then I'm going to be debuting a new sandwich um, with Dom's blessing uh, called the Canton Crippler, and it's uh, a pulled pork sandwich topped with mac and cheese. Uh, so come on out and like you know try some of that new stuff and uh, let me know what you think. Uh, but that's all I have. Uh, Justin, thanks for having me on. Not only using AIW wrestlers for sandwiches, but actually all Ohio, all local Northeast Ohio wrestlers too. Yeah, and like the nice thing too is uh, so you know Josh and uh, Dom are both from my area too. Um, so like that's one of the other things that's kind of cool about that. And you might have to get like a sampler tray call at the Trey Lamar. Uh, that's not a bad idea. So you know what? Actually, uh, so that's something I that I didn't mention is uh, so, like you know, my roommate, uh, my I have two roommates, and uh, the my the one works at the gym, and like I'm sitting there watching an AIW show, and uh, she comes walking in. She looks up at the TV and she goes, "Hey, that guy comes to the gym," 
And I was like, Trey? She was like, yeah, him. The guy, yeah, him. <laughs> She's like pointing to him like, yeah, Trey Lamar. And so, uh, she, like, she ended up talking to Trey um, at the like at the gym one time whenever she saw him too. So, like, uh, you know, both my roommates they kind of pop every single time they see him. That that's cool as shit. Uh, Jobber, any uh, final thoughts or last minute plugs for you? Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at ts Jobber. Uh, I'm still doing stuff on Instagram at Thrift Store Jobber, but uh, if you haven't noticed, I haven't been doing as much with wrestling stuff lately. Uh, still doing, you know, occasionally I'll find some shirts here and there, but I definitely don't focus on it as much as I used to just cause the market's kind of flooded and, uh, it's tough to find shirts cheap and sell them and make any money doing it. Uh, so I've been doing a lot with motorsports stuff lately and just general vintage. Um, so check out my Etsy store at speedwaytsj.etsy.com. Uh, and if you're interested in NASCAR or any sort of motorsport stuff, Follow me on uh, Twitter and Instagram at Speedway Screens. All right. And you can find myself at Heavyset330 on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Much like you can find this show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Facebook.com slash Wrestling Cheers. Twitter.com slash Wrestling Cheers. Instagram.com slash Wrestling Cheers. Email if you so choose. Desire Wrestling Cheers at gmail.com. And we have the merch store over at whatamaneuver.net. Like I said before, please Rate, review, and subscribe if you're ever listening to this fine podcast, whether it be Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, YouTube, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or Podbean, WrestlingCheers.Podbean.com. Check out our friends on the Trending Topics Network, such as All Beer Inside, Eurovision Showcase, Old School at the Movies, and Wrestling with Altitude. Check out our other podcast friends, such as Let the Hate Flow Through You, Pod Van Dam, Super Fantastic Podcast, It's Evolution Baby, Virtual Pros, Wrestling Nerds Radio Network featuring the indie cast and This Makes No Sense, Center of the Universe, Sobros Network, Game Marks Podcast, We Like Sports Podcast, Spotlight Series, IWTV Guide, and At Odds with Wrestling. Check out our other non-podcast friends such as The Star Jobber, The Savage Dash, The Mystery Men, Mouse's Wrestling Adventures, Good Company, Toy Hio Toy Show, Stay Tough, Smoke and Jay's Barbecue, Wrestle Void, Midwest Territory, Southern Underground Pro, and the official graphic designer of Wrestling Cheers, Moy Boy Designs. That will do it for us here on Wrestling Cheers, where everybody knows your name, especially when you have a sandwich named after you. Later. Sir!